Good morning. I'm going to begin with a poem called I Am From. I am from clothespins, from Clorox and carbon tetrachloride. I am from the dirt under the back porch, black, glistening, it tasted like beets. I am from the Forsythia bush, the Dutch elm, whose long-gone limbs I remember as if they were my own. I am from fudge and eyeglasses, from Imogene and Alifair. I'm from the know-it-alls and the pass-it-ons. I'm from perk up and pipe down. I'm from he restoreth my soul with a cottontail lamb and 10 verses I can say myself. I'm from Artemis and Billy's branch, fried corn and strong coffee from the finger of my grandfather lost to the auger the eye of my father shut to keep his sight. Under my bed was a dress box spilling old pictures, a sift of lost faces. To drift beneath my dreams, I am from those moments, snapped before I budded, leaf fall from the family tree. Some of you may have heard this poem by George Ella Lyon before. I had not until a few months ago when Via introduced it to us at spiritual leadership team at a retreat and invited us to write our own I Am From poems. Uh, and when I Googled it later, so many people in so many places are using this poem as a way to start with their own stories and their own selves. Lists of people and places and things that make us who we are. And at that SLT retreat, we were each invited to tell a where, where I'm from poem. And each of us has a where I'm from to tell. Each of us as individuals, our church could write a where I'm from poem. And Matthew wrote a where I'm from, from poem, and Jim read it for us. Matthew wrote it in the, the first verses of this gospel, and it sounds boring. Jim really did great at trying to make it interesting. <laughs> it sounds like a boring and unpronounceable list of names. Why? Why would this be included in the lectionary? It is not narrative. But it is. All of those racy stories from the Old Testament they were hard, but they weren't as boring as this list. But they are contained. They are contained in this list. Uh, Beth, I'm not sure if you knew, well, anyone who's on Facebook knows how into genealogy that Jim is. And I'm not sure if that was a part of your reason for asking him in particular to read this list. Uh, but I'm glad, Jim, that you were the one to do it. Because I know how much digging that you and maybe some of the rest of us have also done into our own stories, our own lists, our own family trees, those names that are a part of our histories. Uh, my dad is the one who does that in our family. And I'm not as interested in the names, but when there's a good story, I want to hear it. Lots of you, maybe, I know some of you, at least a few of you, I know this for sure, have done the DNA testing that sort of quantifies for you the exact percentages of people and place that are a part of your lineage that you carry with you in your blood, Matthew is establishing a history here. 
Those boring and unpronounceable names are people his readers would know. Their stories, the body and the bad, the beautiful and the good, the messed up and the redeemed. There are some folks on that list of names that Jim read that you might expect from what's sometimes called the most Jewish gospel. There are patriarchs like Abraham and Isaac and Jacob, kings, David and Solomon, prophets and priests, and there are definitely some that you would not expect. For example, the women. When you read through this list of begat and begat and begat, which I know Jim wanted to read, (laughs) Beth didn't let him, or the son of is the son of, or is the father of, is the father of, is the father of, 42 times. 14 and 14 and 14. It is the ladies that stand out, that break the pattern of paternity. Early in her time here, Megan introduced some of us to the practice of introducing ourselves. Might have also been at an SLT retreat. Introducing ourselves along with our mama's name and our mama's mama's name. And I think she learned this from Vincent Harding at ILIF, although I'd have to confirm that with her. So if I was to do it, I would say, my name is Amy Marie Epp. My mama is Denise, Denise Kathleen Epp. And her mama's mama is Helen Reimer, nay, Barch. And there are a lot of stories in those names, in those lives. Those are my stories. And even now, it feels a little countercultural, a little unusual, even a little transgressive to talk about our histories matrilineally. I recently went down a rabbit hole on Twitter, a Twitter thread by Anne Tiero that called out men who challenge women who choose not to take their husband's names, which obviously I have not, well, maybe not obviously to all of you. My husband's name is Joseph Hamilton. His mama is Rachel Berkey. Her mama's mama, or her, his mama's mama is uh, Verna Berkey, nay Conrad. So in this Twitter thread, there were so many stories from women who continue to be bullied by people in their lives about keeping their names, and also so many lovely and creative stories about the way people come to names in their family through combination or or through choice or through coming up with creative, totally different names. And I see that in our congregation as well. That there are women's names in this list that Matthew offers to us is really significant. These five women's stories encapsulate why this list is so important. Not because it is an actual and truthful record, which it probably is not. It's a little bit too round and perfect for that. It's not about even about establishing a fictional family tree to lend some kind of authenticity, although it is partly that. But Matthew could have done that just by listing all the dudes. Abraham through Mathes, father of Jacob, in those nice round numbers of 14. But we also already learned, if you were here last week from Megan, that God's priority is not about blood relationships, blood human family, And no matter what the Christian right might like to tell us, it's not about 
mom and dad and two and a half biologically created kids. The Bible doesn't have too many families like that. God works through all kinds of family configurations, and this genealogy is no different. So let me tell you about these women. Tamar. After her first husband died, followed then by the death of her second second husband, his brother, Tamar disguised herself as a prostitute to trick her father-in-law, Judah, into sleeping with her so that she would conceive sons. And she did this because Judah, her father-in-law, had refused to do his duty of caring for her, continuing to keep her as a part of the family. So she was doing what she needed to do to be cared for and to survive. And Rahab, an actual prostitute, no pretending, known for aiding spies of the wandering Hebrews, the spies who came to enter Jericho, and known ultimately for her faithfulness and heroism. Ruth, another widow, a single traveler bonded to her mother-in-law, and she is also a little bit tricky. She waits for Boaz on the threshing room floor and uncovers his feet. Best euphemism ever. I do not, by feet, mean feet. I mean another body part. And she does this in order to find a place for herself, not just in Boaz's fields, but in his family, in his home. Again, faithful, but also doing what she needs to, to survive. And the wife of Uriah, of course, Bathsheba, preached a whole sermon on her. You got a whole sermon about her from me a few months ago. She's a survivor of assault or an adulterer, depending on who you ask. Neither great. You already know what I think. But either way, she made her way into the royal family in an unconventional way, and once there, proved her wisdom and a little craftiness in making her way into that royal lineage. And Mary, a girl, unknown, unmarried, pregnant by means other than her espoused husband. Many of these women are non-Jewish. Most of them are foreign. All of them are in some way in their sexual identity deviant from what is normal or expected. And For most of them, sexuality is the way that they entered the story. Through their bodies. All of them are removed from power, exploited, used. And through each of them, God's story is continued when they find autonomy and voice and identity. They are agents for God's reign in the world. These are Jesus' mothers, his mama's mamas. This is where Jesus is from. Women who are foreign, whose sexuality is explicit, who are unorthodox. These are Jesus' people, and they will continue to be his kind of people. And honestly, the men in that list are a pretty mixed bag, too. Yes, patriarchs and kings, but the patriarchs are not heroes, and neither are the kings. But they did follow God's call 
This is not a history of perfection. It is a history of God's constant and transformative and surprising grace that will be incarnate and embodied in Jesus. Writing where we are from captures our own story, our own voice, our complexity. At a time like this, this is a quote, at a time like this when our country is so divided, we wanted to build a response to this division and show each other and to our leaders that the variety of our lives is a rich tapestry, a benefit to living here. That is from the author of the poet who I read at the front. She, with Julie Landsman, have created the Where I'm From Project, inviting all of us to examine our stories and where we are from and how that makes us wonderful and complicit and good and complex. Our stories tell us, and how we tell our stories is telling. Knowing our stories, including our mamas and papas mamas and papas stories, can help us to know our place in the story of this place, of this community, and of how we want to keep our story being told. If we rewrote I Am From for Jesus, each of us would come up with something different. But this is what I came up with, and this is how I will end. This is I am from, if Jesus wrote it, maybe. I am from promises, from covenant beneath the stars, a woman's laughter welcoming strangers into a tent. I am from leaving and coming home. I am from I am. I am from quail and manna, wandering in the dust. It's under the lashes, the folds of your ears in every crease and dimple. I am from the dark of the threshing room floor, hands under blankets, bodies still slick with the sweat of the field. I am from bodies taken, torn, bodies destroyed. I am from flute and lyre, from poems and prophecy that call trees to clap hands and the heavens to be rent. I am from justice rolling down like water and the lowly lifted up. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. I am from exile and captivity, return and restoration. I am from Nazareth, Bethlehem and Jerusalem, Egypt, Babylon and Ur. I am from Jesse's branch, from the shadow of an angel's wing, a dream, a visit, from Joseph and from Mary. I am from the promise God made to our ancestors, to Abraham and Sarah and their descendants forever. Amen, and thanks be to God.